Oh, lads, I've had a nightmare. I've had a night. Well, first of all, we're not gonna we're not gonna come in with that negative energy. Hello, everybody. Happy belated Christmas. Happy New Year. It is twenty twenty three. I feel like I haven't spoken to you in the longest time, but lads, I've had a nightmare. I recorded this episode and then the footage got corrupted. So like, <laughs> I literally have to re-record it again, and it's so frustrating. But anyways, I hope you're all keeping well. Um. I've been really, really busy lately. I only got back from Gran Canaria. I spent Christmas abroad, which was, well, first of all, let's just say it was quite a strange experience. There was no, like, Christmassy feel, Christmassy aspect. It wasn't very, you know, I I actually genuinely missed the homeliness and how wholesome it is around Christmas time. Like, you're going out for points with the boys on Christmas Eve. You're spending Christmas Day with your family. You've got the big roast dinners, the gravy, the mash the turkey, the ham, everything. I actually have chicken on Christmas, but yeah. And then you're going Boxing Day, or if you're from England, it's obviously, or sorry, Stevens' Day. And if you're from England, it's Boxing Day. You're going to the races, you're putting on a few bets, having a couple of drinks. I just didn't really have any of that. It was almost like Christmas just didn't exist. Um, But I suppose I'm very, very fortunate, obviously, to be in a position where I could go away and spend the week in an all-inclusive resort. Grand Canaria, by the way, is a beautiful, beautiful place. The island, the people are very friendly. The, the weather was good. It just felt like, yeah, I suppose I'm very fortunate in the sense that I can say I've done a Christmas abroad, but I know for a fact I wouldn't do it again. Um, And now we're into the new year, right? And this time of year, you've got everyone with the new year's resolutions. They feel as motivated as they'll ever feel. <clears throat> everyone is reflecting on the on the on the year that they've just had. They're looking to see what habits they want to build. They're looking to see how they want to improve. And um I thought I I was thinking to myself, I was like, right, second of January, it's a it's a Monday, perfect time to release the podcast, because obviously the podcast goes out on, on every well, not every Monday, but as many Mondays as I can. And then I thought to myself, the things I want to talk about today are necessary they aren't necessarily things that you want motivated people to be hearing, right? Because when people are motivated, they can do anything they want. If you feel good, you're more than likely going to engage in a habit that you're looking to build. Whereas after a couple of days, the whole, um, what's what's the word I'm looking for? When there's like a specific importance placed on something. What's the novelty? Jeez, I couldn't think of the world. The novelty of New Year's kind of passes and no one's really as motivated as they were at the beginning. And I suppose that's the audience I'm looking to reach. Today, I'm going to talk about a couple of things. Um, setting yourself goals, having structure, how, what we can do to kind of implement and make sure that these these goals don't just remain goals and they actually become a reality. But first of all, what I'll actually talk about New Year's resolutions themselves, because I used to be that person that didn't believe in them, right? In fact, there's four types of people when it comes to New Year's resolutions. The first person is the person who just sets themselves goals and commits to them. The second person is the person who sets themselves goals but doesn't commit to them, which is probably the most common type of person. The third one then is the people who just don't believe in New Year's resolutions whatsoever. And then the fourth one is the people who don't believe in them, but they they also feel a need to make you feel terrible and they be, belittle you and make you feel like less of a human because you do believe in them. They're the worst types of people in this world. And I gotta be honest, I used to be number two and number three. I used to set myself goals and never commit to them. But then I also used to believe that New Year's was just, you know, it's it's stupid New Year's resolutions. And to an extent, I still kind of agree, right? 
I do agree that come the 1st of January, your disciplines and your habits don't just randomly change. You feel motivated to make change, no doubt, but motivation isn't necessarily the thing that's going to change it, right? Because there'll eventually come a time where you don't feel motivated and there's going to be things that you need to do to ensure that you don't fall off track. So I then stumbled across a video from a psychotherapist about two years ago and he discussed how it's very important to not be dismissive of New Year's resolutions. And this video really broadened my perspective on them because I didn't really understand it. And he basically speaks about, and my God, still to this day, it's one of the most incredible videos that I've watched. But he basically talks about how there's people who have really fucking difficult lives. Right? Really, really people, people, people do. They live really, really difficult lives. And sometimes New Year's resolutions for, for people are things that can offer glimmers of hope, right? Sometimes a New Year resolution is the only thing that keeps someone alive. That glimmer of hope, that opportunity to change, viewing the New Year as a clean slate and a year to improve, sometimes that's the only thing people can hold on to. And if a New Year's resolution is the only thing that's keeping somebody alive, who are we to say as people that they shouldn't be entitled to that? And when I heard, he obviously didn't say exactly what I've just said, but it was something along, that's the message he was looking to portray. And it really, really opened my eyes. Because illnesses don't just disappear, right? Grieving the loss of someone we love doesn't get any easier around Christmas time. And body dysmorphia and all of these things that we suffer with as human beings, they don't just randomly vanish as the new year approaches. So like I said, if a new year's resolution is the only thing that's keeping somebody alive, who are we to say that that that, that shouldn't be allowed? And when I heard that, man, I, I, it just did something. It made my body feel a certain way. And it's stuck with me ever since. So yeah. So let's dive into the episode, right? The first thing I want to talk about is goal setting. Now, if you don't know, I studied social media influence and in college last year. And as part of one of our digital mod- digital marketing modules, we talked about a thing called SMART goals. What it's abbreviation for, SMART, is specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time. So let's begin. Specific is obviously just the goal. You need to set yourself a goal that states exactly what it is. Get very, very clear with the goal you're looking to achieve. The second one is measurable. Make sure you can measure your progress. Make sure you can measure everything as you go along. So to use an example, if you're looking to gain weight or lose weight, the way you obviously measure that, you the way you measure your weight gain or your weight loss is through weighing scales. And then obviously you have something that you can document your weight. So, you know, as the weeks and the months go by, you can see how far you've come. The third thing then is attainable, right? When you're setting yourself goals, be realistic with yourself, right? Don't expect too much. If one of your goals is to go to the gym and and, and your, your big goal is to start working out six days a week, if you've never been to the gym before, the likelihood of that being able to happen is really, really slim. Not to mention, if you've never worked out before and you go from working out zero days a week to six days, you leave yourself very prone to injury. And we definitely don't want to injure ourselves in the new year. So yeah, when you're setting yourself goals, make sure they're realistic. Make sure you know you can attain them. The fourth thing then is the relevancy, right? Why are you doing it? Why does this mean something to you? Because if it doesn't align with your values, if it doesn't align with your dreams, your ambitions, 
it's probably really not something you should be setting yourself. So ask yourself, what's the relevancy behind it all? And then the fifth thing is time, right? And if time is a bit of an interesting one, it's one that I, to an extent, I slightly disagree with, right? Because basically, first of all, what it means is set yourself targets, target dates, have a, a date in mind that by this date, you want to have a specific thing achieved. The only thing that I kind of disagree with here is if you have a goal that you want to achieve by the 1st of February, you could be so close to achieving that goal, but because you haven't achieved it by the 1st of February, you all, you just randomly give up on it. Because for all you know, you might achieve the thing that you're looking to achieve on the 3rd of February or the 4th of February, but because you gave up on the 1st, it didn't happen. So by all means, have target dates and you know, specific days and weeks that you want to achieve things by, but if you just so happen to not do it, don't let that demotivate you. The second thing I want to talk about is setting yourself long-term goals and short-term goals because long-term goals are great, really, really good. It creates a, a vision. It, um, it gives you something to kind of chase, something to work towards. I want to turn on a light. It's very dark. Oh, my light's not working. That's great. Hang on one second. Gotta turn on my, my main bedroom light. Oh, I keep forgetting I have a travel wall. I created a trap wall. You can't, you probably can't hear me away from the mic. I created a travel wall where I kind of have like all the shot. I collect shot glasses basically for every country. That, actually, why am I telling you this? You, you don't need to know about this. Let's, let's continue barreling on. <laughs> but, um, yeah, long-term goals are great because it creates a vision. It kind of gives you something to work towards, let's say. But we also need to be realistic with ourselves, right? Life gets tough. Life ain't easy. And when you feel down in the dumps, you feel shit, you don't feel motivated. It's obviously really, really difficult to then envision this bright future for yourself. It's very hard to see your long-term goal. So by setting yourself short-term goals, short-term goals are supposed to be a way of keeping you focused right? So these short-term goals are obviously weekly, monthly, etc. And they keep you motivated. Even if you feel like shit, if you have short-term goals that you're working towards, they're nowhere near as far as the long-term ones. Because like I said, if you feel shit, it's very hard to see your long-term goals. So having these short-term goals to work towards weekly or monthly, they keep you motivated. They give you something to keep working towards. Because your long-term goal might seem so far out of reach, but your short-term goals, they obviously aren't. And um, also, short-term goals keep you within routine, which is really, really important. So set yourself short-term goals that will obviously eventually compound and build towards the long-term goal that you're looking to achieve. The third thing I want to talk about is, I don't even know how to describe this. I suppose it's like having like structure or like categorizing your goals, let's say. And coincidentally, I actually seen this on, on a very kind and loving human beings Instagram story the other day, or Instagram post, I think it was. I'm actually reading her book at the minute. Laura Barden is her name. She's the owner of Sisterhood Journals on Instagram, who has kindly gifted me a couple of journals back in her time. But she basically talks about how you should categorize your goals, right? And when I mean categorize, I mean like set yourself specific categories. So like, Fizz, I'm actually, do you know what? I'm going to take out my sheet right now and kind of give an example. So categories, I mean, physical, social, 
financial goals, spiritual or mindful goals. I'm reading off the categories that I've set myself. So like your physical goal might be that you hit your calories every day or you take care of your skin, you hit the gym a specific time, a specific amount of times a week. Social then is like, you might go to the pub every weekend and introduce yourself to someone new or you might say hi to a person in the gym or you get the gist of things. And then financial, you save a specific amount of money or you pay off your death or whatever it might be. And then obviously spiritual or mindful, you meditate, you journal, you read, etc., etc. So categorize your goals. Don't just have a list of loads of different things. Actually put them into specific categories so that you're not just improving like one element of your life, but you're actually improving more or less everything within it. Really, really important. Um, let's put that sheet away. I love how organized I'm being recently. It's so cool. That's one of my biggest goals as well. Get more organized and get more cleanly because I'm not dirty. Well, my mom would beg to differ because for some reason she's excessively clean, but I want to get a lot more organized. Right. Um, What are we on now? Number, was it three? Three? Yeah, four. So number four now. Questions that you want to ask yourself when you're setting yourself goals. The first one, and this is kind of, these these things were more or less a staple from a presentation that I've done around a couple of schools, but questions that you need to ask yourself, right? When you're setting yourself these goals. What do you need to do? What are the steps necessary to achieve the, the goal or the habit that you're looking to build? The second thing then is how are you going to influence your environment to help you, to aid you, to encourage the habit or the goal that you're looking to achieve? So what I mean by this I'm just going to use the same example that I use is if you want to start going to the gym and working out more frequently, a way that you could influence your environment to be of benefit to you was rather than waking up in the morning and getting dressed and taking everything out your wardrobe, what you could do is you could set the clothes that you intend on wearing out already hanging over your bed or hanging over your chair. So they're ready to go. You're good to go. Similarly, if you want to have this high protein, nutritious breakfast one morning, you could prep it the night previously. So all you have to do is get up and eat it. You don't even have to worry about cooking it or making it. That's ways that you can kind of influence your environment to encourage the, the habit that you're looking to build. The third thing then is how are you going to overcome potential setbacks or obstacles that you're faced with? Like I said earlier, life's difficult, right? There's going to be times where you don't feel like doing the thing that you need to do. There's going to be times where you don't feel motivated. There's going to be times where you're grieving or you've got your heart broken or, you know, all of these difficult times that we all, we're all bound to experience every now and again. But we have a choice when we're faced with obstacles. We have a choice when we're faced with challenges. We can choose to, number one, let it define who we are. We can choose to let it stop us from getting to where we need to be. Or, on the latter, the one that I would highly suggest, is you can use these challenges to find out the steps that you need to take to navigate your way through them, to overcome any of the obstacles that are thrown your way. So what are you going to choose, right? Are you going to choose to let the shit that's thrown your way define the person that you are? Or are you going to find ways and steps that you can take to navigate your way through these difficult experiences. 
Because life ain't all sunshine and rainbows, I'm afraid. There's going to be times where you feel like dirt. There's going to be times where you feel like shit. There's going to be times where you don't want to do the thing that you need to do. But how are you going to, like, are you going to let how you feel dictate your actions? Because if you do, you're never going to be successful. We can't let how we feel dictate what we do. Because if we do, there'll probably be two or three days a week where we should be working out, where we don't work out. And that's obviously going to be a massive setback when you're trying to achieve your goals. And the final one, which is really, really important, right, is your intention. Why do you actually want to do this? What is it about this goal that you really, really want to do? Because to use content creation as an example, it's a really, really easy thing. Content creation is something that you can earn a lot of money from. People aren't actually aware of the money that you could generate through it. It's, it's extortionate. And if when you begin creating content, your main goal is to make money, you are going to be ridiculously unsuccessful because it takes years, months, takes weeks, months, years of consistent hard work to be in any position to generate yourself an income from it. And in fact, I know Lauren Whelan because I've heard her say it many, many times. A really successful fashion influencer blogger, whatever you want to call it. No one really likes being called an influencer, believe me. (laughs) But she herself admits that when she started doing what she was doing, she was doing it to have fun. She was doing it to have a good time. And it just so happened that it turned into this full-time job of hers. So most people who are in this industry, they aren't necessarily doing it to make themselves money. They're doing it because it's what they enjoy. And I think when someone's so serious about their job, you can actually sense it through a computer screen. So be very, very clear. Be very, very intentional with why you want to do the thing that you're looking to do. Because if you are chasing money or you're chasing success, you'll soon find that within the space of two or three months, you will not be enjoying what you do. Whereas if you lead from a place of love, a place to inspire, to educate, to just feel joyous, to feel like you're embracing your inner child, if you genuinely love what you do and you feel excited and you you look forward to getting out of bed in the morning to do these things, it's so much more beneficial than doing it just to make yourself an income. So be very, very clear with your intent. Ask yourself why you're doing the thing that you do. Um, yeah, really, really important. And then the final thing that I want to talk about today is how are we actually going to implement our goals? Right? How are we going to ensure that these goals don't just remain goals? They actually become a reality. And this is probably going to be the most boring part of the episode because it's something you're not going to hear. It's something you'll have already heard, should I say. The two boring words, the first one, consistently and discipline. Consistency and discipline. Really, really important. I don't even want to talk about it. Everyone knows what it is. The second one is routine. I'm a sucker for routine. Everybody knows this. I write down everything. My plan for the day, my gym workouts, my journaling, my expenses, goals. I write down everything. Um, 
Because if I don't, I forget everything. I have a really busy life. I have many, many things going on. I'm constantly on the go. And if I don't write down my plan for the day, I simply won't get done what I need to get done. Because it's not just my personal life that I'm concerned with. It's also like, I need to be here for my sister. I need to feed my sister. There's jobs in the house that need to get done. That I don't really do anyway, but let's just say, hypothetically speaking, I've got friends that I need to see. I've got friends' schedules that I need to consider. There's so many different things that are going on in my life. And if I don't take the time to write it all down, I will simply forget it. And you don't want to be forgetting things because it's not a good look. So have a routine. And I suppose the most important thing that I've found in routine is whatever about having a routine that offers for spontaneity. And let's say you're going to have dinner at six o'clock. You'll probably get a call from your mate at half five saying, oh, let's go for dinner and have a few scoops. Cool. Yeah. Be spontaneous. Go and do that thing. Enjoy yourself. Leave your routine open for, for spontaneous things and for flexibility and to be able to adapt to it. But if there's one thing that you don't change, let it be the time that you go to bed and the time that you wake up in the morning. Because you will feel so, so sluggish if you're going to bed at 3 o'clock in the morning, waking up at 11, and then the night after that, you're going to bed at 11 o'clock at night and you're waking up at 7. You will feel terrible. So if you keep anything consistent within your routine, let it be the fact that you go to bed and you wake up at the same time every single morning. It's so, so important. I get up at seven o'clock every morning and people say to me, how do you do that? Do you not feel tired? Well, no, because when you're within routine and you're getting a sufficient amount of sleep, you don't feel that tired. The people who get out of bed at like 11, 12 o'clock, which is perfectly fine, by the way, I don't have an issue with it. But it's them people who are like, oh, I can never get up at seven in the morning. Well, yeah, if you're going to bed at three o'clock at night, obviously... Obviously, you're never going to be able to get get up at 7 o'clock in the morning. Come on, like. But yeah, within your routine, definitely leave it open for spontaneity to do things you enjoy. Let it be flexible. But at the same time, do not change the time that you go to bed and the time that you wake up every single morning. Really, really important. And then finally, is make your goals as easy as you possibly can for yourself, right? If you have a goal to save, let's say, 50 euro a week, I hate to break it to you. But unless you are in any way inhuman, you are not going to be able to achieve that if you don't actually have a plan for how you're going to save that money. Because you'll think you won't spend it and then you do. Something pops up, your car needs to get fixed. There's a specific hoodie that you like on a website and you really need to buy it. Food. The amount of funny, the amount of money I spend on food is extortionate. It's crazy. But... It's just really, really important to actually have a plan. One of my plans, I'm going interrailing this summer. I'm going traveling from, by myself for like probably two, two and a half months. We'll see, we'll see where the wind takes me, let's say. But I know for a fact that if I don't physically withdraw a specific amount of money out of my bank account every single week, I will not save that money. So what I've done is I've set up myself. If anyone who uses Revolut, you'll understand there's vaults. Right, and vaults are basically ways that you can send money into this. So it's it's almost like a savings account. That's exactly what it is, actually. It's a savings account. And every single week, I withdraw on a Monday morning a specific amount of money, and I put that directly in to that interrailing vault. Because I know if I didn't, I wouldn't save money. 
So don't make these goals that you're looking to achieve as difficult as you possibly can. Make them as easy as you can for yourself. Because if a goal seems so far of reach and if it seems so difficult to actually engage in, you're going to make it, the, the likelihood of you actually engaging in the thing that you need to do to achieve this goal, it's a lot less likely that you will do that than if you had an easier goal to achieve or you had an easier method to get to the thing that you need to get towards. I hope that makes sense. I hope um, you can kind of understand what I'm trying to say. But just make your goals as easy as you possibly can for yourself. If you need to consume two liters of water every single day, well then just buy a two liter bottle of water. Don't expect yourself to keep going to the sink four or five times a day to drink water. You know what I mean? Like, Make your goals as easy as you possibly can. That's the final thing that I want to say. Before I head off, I just want to say once again, thank you all so, so much. I know I haven't really been consistent with the episodes lately. My life's just been really busy. Uh, I've used the kind of final week when I was in Grand Canary. And actually, by the way, really, really nice to be able to just rest for a period of time. I feel like because I'm constantly on the go and I'm constantly doing things, I never really get a time to sit down and to reflect and to just, I suppose, analyze the life that I have. And I suppose the week away last week was a really, really nice way of kind of grounding myself and analyzing what I wanted to do in the new year and the people I wanted to take with me and all of these different things. So. Yeah, I really, really hope 2023 is a year for personal development. I really, really hope you fall in love with life again. You enjoy the little things, right? The coffee in the morning, the sunrises and sunsets, the cold winter swims, which I've been doing recently. My God, pain like no other. You don't even feel cold. You just sting with how cold you are. It's mad. Cold water therapy is goaded, by the way, on top. If it's not something you do, I highly recommend you look into it. But um, yeah, I genuinely hope this year is the year that you prosper. The year that you become everything you've always wanted to become, or at least begin to work towards becoming the person you want to become. I really, really am excited for this year, and I really hope you are too. But for the time being, if you enjoyed this podcast, please, once again, leave a five-star review. You don't really understand how much that can be of benefit to me. If this type of content is something you're interested in, if you've never stumbled across me before, you can find me on social media, Sean underscore Flanagan with three ends on both TikTok and Instagram. And if this podcast is something that you would like to hear more of, you can always see, find me on Instagram too at the Room to Improve podcast. So I hope you all are well. I really, really hope this year is a good year for you. But for the time being, We're going to have to go our separate ways. Thank you for taking the time to listen to me this morning. I really actually enjoyed spending time with you. Um, And I really hope you enjoyed spending time with me too. So I'm just as bad with outros as I am with intros. So I don't really know what to say. Goodbye. (laughs) Have a good life. And if you never hear from me again, I'm sorry. That's your loss. (laughs)